you're fat. You're so you drink anyone. Maybe if you show a little bit of cleavage. Maybe you're acting too smart. You're a boss. I just don't understand why you don't have a boyfriend. I would marry you. You're a tequila lover. You're not a party. You're the Chargers. Number one fan. Hey, catches, welcome to the You're Such a Catch podcast. I'm your host, Erin, and I'm here to tell you that life can truly be extraordinary when you begin to nurture your most important relationship, the one with yourself. That's why I'm on a mission to help you cultivate a mindset that thrives on progress and positivity. Join me each week as we embark on an empowering journey where we'll uncover the secret to a fulfilling life, a strong, loving relationship with the incredible human staring back at you in the mirror. Are you ready to get started? Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, all you catches. I have to tell you, it is currently 1.11 a.m. and I should be in bed. I have to be at the gym at 8 o'clock in the morning and my flight leaves tomorrow around 1.30 to head to Baltimore for the next leg of our trip. I actually just got home from podcasting with Hope and Chaz over in their neck of the woods. And it was a lot of fun. We had a really good time, but it's been on my heart to put out another solo episode before I put out another episode with guests. So here I am. This is the only time that it works with my schedule. My schedule has been absolutely bonkers. We got back last week from our stint in France and in Germany, I believe on Tuesday. And so I've had, let's see, I I guess I've been home a week. It doesn't feel like a week, but I've been trying to just fit it all in. I've been trying to go to the gym each day. I've been working really hard to hit my sales quota. However, when we got back from Germany, I had so much new in my life in terms of work. I actually had a new territory, a new partner, a new pay plan, a new boss, and a new sales quota. (laughs) So it is a lot of change all at once, and I'm doing my best to navigate it all. I want to share about my journey. I want to share about the thoughts that I'm having, about what's next for me once this you know journey is over, and kind of everything in between. It just feels like so much is happening. And one of the reasons this morning I sat down and I was like, you need to do an affirmation, Erin. I just knew today was going to be a little bit of a challenge. One thing I'm recognizing too is that when I'm at home, I am blocking my time schedule to the point where there is no time for anything but like all these to-dos and things I need to get done and things I need to accomplish. And that's probably because my time at home hasn't been very great lately. I've been obviously on the road like 90, 95% of the time. But I also have had these reflective thoughts about the person that I am when I'm traveling and what I really enjoy about that version of Erin, which is every day is full of so much joy, so much laughter, because there's this like lightness, there's this freeness. What I enjoy is waking up in the morning, not really knowing where I'm going to get my morning cup of coffee from, uh, not knowing who I'm going to bump into, just like this 
realm of possibility um, within the day because the majority of it is spontaneous. There's a lot of serendipity that occurs. And when I'm at home, everything is very routine and very methodical and planned out. And um, nobody likes to live a life like that, right? Uh, I mean, I guess some people do. Some people really like to stick to a routine and a schedule and such. And I'm just not one of those people. Like I love the element of surprise. I often think that things that come to me in a serendipitous way are always just way better than something that comes to me that I like planned out. It's just the fact that it's unexpected and it's typically way greater than anything I could have concocted on my own. And I love that. What I also love about being on the road is I'm recognizing that at home, I have a lot of things, things I've accumulated. I don't think I'm a hoarder. And my cleaning lady actually this week, I was talking to her about it. And she's like, Erin, you're very organized. I don't think you have anything to worry about. And I was laughing because I was like, she obviously has not opened up any of my drawers. But there's something so freeing about being in an Airbnb and just having minimal things. I mean, I don't necessarily love living out of a suitcase. I'm definitely not the type of person that takes all the contents out of their suitcase and like puts them into some sort of dresser in a hotel room. That is so not me. I'm fully living out of a suitcase, but there's something about just being able to like pick up and go. And so I've had these thoughts about just what would life look like if after this journey, I continue traveling like I am right now, I can work remote, and I just pick like different Airbnbs and places that I've traveled that I've enjoyed, or maybe I pick some new places and I just spend like a month there and work and hang out with the locals and just see what that place has to offer. So yeah, so I've had all these thoughts and things kind of running through my mind about what that next chapter looks like. But before I get there, I want to kind of just give you a glimpse into what I've been doing because it has been an utter whirlwind. I think we were on the road for something like 23 days, if that's accurate, but it's very close to that. I remember getting home and I have one of those tear off calendars, you know, it's like a daily calendar and my um, mom got it for me for Christmas and it's this beautiful self-love calendar. And I looked at the date, which would have been like the last day that I tore off a page and I was like, oh my gosh, it's almost been a month. Like that's wild. So that adventure was just absolutely incredible (laughs) and just insane. So it started off with me meeting Hope in New Orleans. She actually drove there. She was driving a dog cross country, which I know is wild in and of itself. I met her. I flew to New Orleans and I met up with her there and we went to a game there. I've been to New Orleans several times, but I absolutely loved the stadium there. I had never been to the stadium before. And then the following morning, we actually got on the road. We had to take the dog to New York. So we went on a road trip. We actually ended up stopping in, I believe, like West Virginia. So we passed through all these different states, which Driving cross country is something I've never done before. So that was interesting in and of itself. I was working from the road. So I had a full on car setup where 
I bought one of those adapter things so I could charge my computer and all my devices in the car. And I had a MiFi, so I had better Wi-Fi. And I mean, that's all you need, really. It's like an office on wheels. So we drove to West Virginia. We got there really early in the morning. I want to say like one or two. Checked into a hotel. We were there hardly any time at all. And then the next morning we got on the road. We had to get to New York by a certain time because we had to catch our flight to Kansas City to get there for the Kansas City Chiefs Chargers game. Now, that leg of the trip probably was a little challenging and we were already pretty tired from all the road travel. And then when we went to catch that flight from New York to Kansas City, we boarded our plane three different times and had to deplane three different times. So the first time our tire had a slash in it, we actually were starting to go on the runway and the pilot stopped and we were all kind of like, oh no, what's going on? And then we learned that there was some sort of slash in the tire. So we all deplaned, which takes a while. And then we boarded again thinking, okay, that issue is fixed. Let's get out of here. And then we found out that there was a check engine light on. They deplaned us again. And then the third time we found out that there was a missing lug nut. So it was kind of like a comedy of errors, but of course we were so grateful that we hadn't gone anywhere. And we found out about these issues before we had taken off. So it was like fourth plane's a charm, but we were supposed to get into Kansas City at 10 p.m. And we didn't get in until 4 a.m. So I'm someone who values my sleep. I'm saying that. It's like one in the morning right now, but typically I get a really good night's sleep. I've been so focused on my health and sleep is very, very important when it comes to weight loss and just performing at your best, whether it be at work or at the gym or whatever, I need my sleep. So that was a rough one because the next day the game was at, I guess it would have been one. Is that right? I don't know what time it is there. I don't know what time the game actually started at. I think it I I'm tr- I get so caught up in the different time zones. But anyways, regardless, it was a day game. So we didn't get much sleep. And that game was exciting because not only was I getting to watch my team play, but of course we were on the lookout for Taylor Swift. And we did see her. It was so funny because... Everybody in the seats around us were taking photos of the boxes and like zooming in to see if they could find her in the suites. And we did the exact same thing and we totally caught her on camera, which was really fun. That was a fun element to that. So after Kansas City, we went to Minnesota. That gave us the opportunity to kind of catch up on our sleep a little bit. We had an Airbnb, so we were able to like spread out, kind of have our own space. But it just felt like I was chasing my tail a little bit. And of course I was working during that time as well. So we went to the um, Monday night game there, which was really, really fun. It was the Vikings and the 49ers and Minnesota just has the best pregame show. I mean, it freaking snows in the stadium. It is so cool. And we just really like Minnesota. It's fun. Minneapolis is great. I've been still looking at homes in the area in which we stayed. Our Airbnb was just gorgeous. It was practically brand new. We just had a really, really nice time there. And from there, we went on to Buffalo, which Buffalo is 
pretty funny because the last time I was in Buffalo, it was snowing. It was like watching a game through a snow globe. And so I had a beanie and a big jacket and all the locals were making fun of me because (laughs) it was pretty much summer to them. I think I was the only person in the stadium wearing a beanie. So it was chilly, but it wasn't like cold, cold like it was before when we were there. And so that just made me laugh because I was completely overprepared. We actually stayed in Canada. It was a little bit less expensive to stay in Canada. So we got to do the whole Niagara Falls thing. I'd been there before, but it was fun to go back again. We booked this hotel with the most beautiful view of the falls. So that was really fun to wake up to the falls, to go to bed to the falls. They have a beautiful light show that they put on. So that was an extra special treat. From Buffalo, we went to Pittsburgh, and I had never been to Pittsburgh before. It was pretty cold there as well. It was pretty windy. It was rainy, but we enjoyed the game. We sat under a covered seat, which was really nice, so we weren't impacted by the rain. It was really fascinating to see all the local people. I mean, there was people out in shorts who were just getting rained on, dumped on the entire time, and they were just so happy to be there. And from Pittsburgh, we went to New York. And from New York, we dropped off a bag at Hope's friend's house. And then we caught a flight to Germany. Now, it was pretty hilarious because on our flight to Germany, we literally bought the internet so that we could buy a flight to France because France has been on my live list for a very, very long time. I've always wanted to go there. I kind of envisioned going there on my honeymoon, hitting France, hitting Spain, hitting Italy. But being that we were already going to Germany and being that the two countries are so close to one another, I'm like, when in Rome, when in, when in Germany, you go to France. In true hope and Aaron form, we literally bought our flight to France while we were on the plane to Germany, which was pretty wild. So we landed in Germany, we went through customs, and then we immediately went to board an Air France flight to France. And in France, we had the cutest little Airbnb. It was wonderful. And we just lived our best French life. I got to do everything that was on my hit list. I got to have a chocolate croissant. I got to visit the Eiffel Tower. It was so windy that day. I always had this vision of what it would be like when I visit the Eiffel Tower and what outfit I was going to wear for my like quintessential photo in front of the Eiffel Tower. And none of that really panned out how I visualized it in my head, but it was still wonderful. And I think I still got some really, really great photos from my time there. We got to go to the Louvre. We actually took a guided tour. We had Francois who showed us four different things at the Louvre. We actually bowed out a little early after the third thing, which was the Mona Lisa, which is something that we really wanted to see. We were starving. I think our bodies hadn't adjusted. We were jet lagged. So we told Francois, we loved what he had shown us thus far, but we were going to take off and go find a place to get a baguette and all the goodness that France offers. So we cut out a little early, but I still got to take photos in front of the Louvre and see quite a bit of artwork, which was really, really fun. I tried escargot, French onion soup, which was wonderful. Those were the main things that I wanted to do when I was there and just see how the French live, which I will tell you, I am just so blown away that they're all so thin. I'm like, how do you 
we eat all this bread and all these carbs and all these amazing desserts and pastries and not put on any weight? But man, do they smoke cigarettes? Like nobody in the States really smokes cigarette anymore. Everybody vapes and all the things. But yeah, in France, they're still smoking cigarettes. So maybe that's their secret. And it's also interesting to be at an airport and to see like a designated smoking section sponsored by Camel. It's basically a glass enclosure inside of the airport and you go inside and shut the doors and just hot box yourself out. (laughs) So many things that I forget about when you're traveling international and so many things to then be grateful about when you're headed home. So then we went to Germany for the game. Germany was very wet, very cold, a lot harder to get around, I think, just because of the language barrier. I don't speak either French or German. And in France, I feel like most people spoke very decent English. In Germany, it wasn't necessarily the same. And also in France, there were a lot of menus and things that were actually in English, where in Germany, we just used our phones to translate and such. We were also laughing hysterically because we flew to Germany without tickets to the game. It was the Chiefs-Dolphins game, which we were really stoked about. And that game actually left a little to be desired. The first half was kind of like wah-wah, and the Dolphins stepped it up in the second half. We, we bought our tickets that morning. We had great seats. We sat in the first row in the corner of the end zone. So we had a great view of Tyreek Hill, Raheem Mostert. Um, we got to see the Chiefs players as well. We actually went to the Chiefs hotel the night before the game. And we've done that experience a couple of times in different places. And it's just really fascinating to watch what that dynamic is like. All the fans who are waiting in the lobby to take pictures or get autographs and how far they traveled to be there. There was a Travis Kelsey sighting. He did come down from upstairs to go out and get a DoorDash order. So yes, Travis Kelsey gets his own DoorDash. He had ordered a pizza or whatnot. And we also got to see Sky Moore and a couple of the other guys. So that's always fun and entertaining. The Dolphins Hotel was on lockdown. We would have loved to have gone there, but um, from our understanding, you know, they weren't allowing anybody in. So, you know, just two different schools of thought. And at the game, I sat next to this woman. I just loved her energy. It was her first NFL game ever. She was German. She was a Chiefs fan. And you could just tell she was just loving every second of it. And I was so impressed by her knowledge of the game, being that in Germany, football, like football, soccer is the primary sport, but she's taken a liking to the NFL and to American football. And she knew all the rules, how the game is played. And she was so stoked that they won. It was a great experience. And then we flew back to New York. So the interesting thing about that too is it's an eight hour flight. And of course, there's a massive time difference. So when we got back to New York, we gained time back. So we were able to then go to the Monday night game in New York, which was actually a Chargers game. It was the Chargers Jets and it was a really nice stadium. And we sat next to these fans who were hilarious. Their commentary was just, I mean, I was laughing the whole time. So during this whole exchange, though, we also had daylight savings time. And so I think my body just isn't adjusted to a a time zone. I mean, where am I? So since I've gotten home, I've been getting up at peculiar hours. That's probably why I'm awake right now. I've been waking up at like 3.50 in the morning. I've been going to bed at like anywhere from like 5 p.m. to like 8.30 p.m. And 
I'm just on a wonky schedule. And then here we go, leaving again tomorrow to head to Baltimore and I'll be back on East Coast time. So who knows what is happening? I am just hoping I remain healthy. I've been really conscious about taking all my vitamins and I wasn't very good about drinking water on the road. I mean, it was really hard to find water in Germany. It just wasn't as accessible as it is, I feel like, other places. So I'm consciously monitoring my water intake as I prep to get on the road again for, I think this stretch is about nine days. So definitely not 23 like the last one, but nine days is nine days. So yeah, it has been an adventure, a wild, wild adventure. And so the things that I know for certain are, I love to travel. I enjoy life on the road. I enjoy, again, the serendipity of what's going to happen today, who am I going to meet, all of that. And I just enjoy seeing new places and seeing how people do things in different places because it is vastly different. Whether you're in Germany, whether you're in France, whether you're in the Midwest, whether you're on the East Coast, people live and do things differently. There's a different culture in each different environment. So... I told you at the beginning, I've had these big realizations and just these like thoughts and a pondering of what am I going to do next? Like, what's the next chapter? Like, what does that look like? And it's so interesting because it's like, how how are these thoughts so prominent and powerful? And I'm only halfway through the journey. Like there's still so much journey to experience and I want to be present in the moment and I want to not rush it by. I want to enjoy every single second, even the hard moments, because there's been some hard moments. I'm primarily by myself in day-to-day life. I interact with people at work and such, but I'm not around people a lot. And so Going on this adventure, and especially this last stretch, I didn't have any downtime or alone time. And that was really, really difficult for me. Not because I wasn't enjoying myself or whatnot, but I'm an empath. And so I take on a lot of energy, not just energy of the people around me, but energy of the people that we encountered in our travels. And that can be a lot in and of itself. You couple that with trying to work during the day. And then I had a few challenging themes that came up during the trip. There was a situation at work where I had to speak with HR. It wasn't because of anything I had done or anything like that, but it was a scenario at work that they wanted my thoughts about. It just stirred up some things and made me think about some things from the past that I've processed and I've worked through. However, you know, it can be a trigger. And then I had a scenario when we were in Minnesota where I reached out to somebody who I really wanted to explore a relationship with and it had already kind of been a no. (laughs) And then communicating with that person had its own set of feelings and emotions behind it and then not having the space to really process those feelings or not having somebody there that understood what that exchange meant or how I had been feeling about it. So there were some themes like that that kind of came up. And then there's other themes like I'm halfway through this journey and what were my goals coming into it? And am I on pace to hit those goals? And am I doing all I can to show the universe and to do my part in 
really putting myself out there for what I really want. And then it goes back to, well, what is it that you really want? Because when Megan asked what my why was, I wasn't quite sure. And it's funny because that question came up again tonight when I was podcasting with Hope and Chaz, like, why are we doing this? And it's funny because I felt like I still didn't truly know what my why is. I could give an answer. I could say because I love football. I love going to games. I want to have fun. I love to travel. But like there's something greater to that. For me, this is also giving me exposure. I am getting to meet people. And at the end of the day, I still have that massive goal of meeting somebody to share my life with. And this is allowing me to put myself out there in a way in which I haven't done before. But then, you know, I start to reflect on that and it's almost difficult to think about that and go, oh, here we are. We're halfway through this journey and you haven't met somebody yet. You've met a lot of nice people. You've been communicating with people. You've been on a few dates, but you don't have that person in your life still. And then it starts this interesting cycle of scarcity. And I don't want to be in that headspace. And so one of the things that I recognized when I got back was I did not do my gratitude practice while we were on the road. I didn't bring my gratitude journal with me. I didn't sit down each morning and have that time to myself where I reflected on the previous day, where I notated eight things I'm grateful for, where I did my affirmations, where I journaled if I needed to get something off my chest or off my heart, or I just needed to remove it from my thoughts. And isn't it funny that we do that, that we might have a practice or a habit or a ritual that we do, and we're so good at practicing it for a very, very long time, and then something comes and throws us a little out of kilter, and we discontinue that practice, and it's not until we have a moment to breathe and reflect and go, oh man, things have been a little bit different since I quit doing that, and so it was really important to me to get back into town and to re-implement those things because I definitely notice that I operate at a different level. My vibration is higher. I'm happier when I'm recollecting things that I'm grateful for. And there's so many. And and that's not to say on my trip, there weren't things that occurred that I wasn't like thinking the universe for. Actually, I kept a log in my notes and it's wild of every time I saw an angel number. Every single time I saw an angel number, I notated what angel number it was. And then I notated what it was that I saw. And the amount of communication I had with the universe, my spirit guides, my angels was uncanny. I mean, like it was a two-way dialogue the entire time. And that in and of itself was like, okay, like you're on the right path. You're doing the right thing. And it's just interesting that I got back and I just immediately almost went into these old patterns. And I'm like, where is this coming from? I guess it just goes to show that we're always in a constant state of growth and learning. And I feel like right now I am in this huge state of self-reflection, 
growth and I'm like, what are the lessons that I need to learn? And so earlier this week, I decided I was going to pull some cards. I had asked a few different questions. I wanted to pull three cards. So I pulled some cards out of the deck. And one of the questions that came up on one of the cards was, what is a limiting belief or something that you're holding on to that's preventing you from what you want? And that card came out obviously, (laughs) no surprise here, uh, in regards to my question about like love and attracting my partner. And I have been pondering that since I saw that card. So it's been a few days now. And I want to say like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I could throw a few things (laughs) at the wall and see if anything sticks. But I'm almost just noticing that I I don't feel like I'm making connections with people who are compatible for what I think that I want in a partner and also I'm not receiving reciprocal effort uh, from anybody who could potentially be somebody special in my life. And that feels a little bit, I don't want to say disappointing, but it's like, okay, here I am, I am very present in the day-to-day. I'm I'm making myself open in all these different towns and areas. And I feel like Charlotte in Sex in the City. I've been dating since I was 15. Like, where is he? I wanted to share that because I feel like so many people can probably relate to that because it's like, I'm doing the work. I'm doing the inner work. I've been doing the work. And I also am trying different things and I'm being open. And I'm also like, it's like this fine balance of putting myself out there, but not trying too hard and attracting versus chasing. And it's just, it's just a lot. It is a lot. Anyways, I just wanted to share what's been going on and just give you a glimpse into my world because the travel is so much fun but it's not as glamorous as it might seem. Like I mentioned, there's delays sometimes and you're exhausted jumping from plane to plane and your neck is sore because you're doing that head bob thing or your mouth is open when you're sleeping and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like so embarrassed that my neighbor was like probably dealing with whatever was happening. But this has been worth it. And it's a blessing. It's an adventure of a lifetime. I don't think I'll ever regret putting myself out there and doing this. And I'm sure there's more to come. I'm a little over halfway through. And who knows what the second half of this adventure will bring. But I'm going to go to bed now because I need to still pack and do some laundry. My dad would be getting on me right now. He'd be like, the six Ps, Aaron. Prior planning prevents a piss poor performance. But I have maximized every single minute that I have been home. I don't feel like I've slacked off at all. And here we are at almost two o'clock in the morning, the night before you need to be at the gym and be packed and ready to go by 1130. So I'm going to make it happen. I just wanted to check in and let you guys know what's been going on. And hopefully as I gain clarity and it's revealed to me what is next for me. I can share that with you. And what I would challenge you to do is do the same thing. We are at a time in the year where 
it's a good time to reflect on the goals that we had for ourselves for this year and our progress that we're making towards those goals. And also to start thinking about the following year. So what are we going to do different in 2024? What did we love about 2023? What work still needs to be done? And just start to do some of that self-reflection as we get ready to welcome a new year. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. Your listenership means the world to me. If you like this episode, please leave a review or share the episode with a friend who might benefit from the conversation. Both actions help the You're Such a Catch podcast reach the AirPods of more catches just like you. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Ready for five tips for creating a vision board that works? Click on the link in the show notes and start manifesting your dreams today. Now go find the closest mirror. If you're driving or walking your dog, it can wait. Do it when you can. And when you do, take a good look at that incredible human staring back at you. You're such a catch. You really are. See you next time.